With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We can go ahead and cut Samich's feed for the day. Slander against MLS, which the postseason underway this weekend. Of course, we welcome you back. Sharp Money on a Friday. What does that mean? Hour three, Mike Samich, VSIN host, racingdudes.com. We do have the Breeders' Cup right around the corner, Santa Anita. So make sure you go check out the boys over at Racing Dudes. Of course, the hand on the weekends with Mr. Samich and Brown, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. They're killing it on the weekends. And little known fact, we've talked about this for a while. It's been bantied about Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Along with Samich, we've talked about forming a boy band uh, for VEASAN. And we're going to drop our first album we're going to drop. is going to be called COVID Dreams. As I say that, we welcome in Mike Samich, who's been having COVID dreams. I don't, I didn't even know this was a thing that existed. Now, Samich plowed through last week and did a full hour with us. And then he basically went to sleep for the next three days because he had COVID. He just told us right before we came on that he's been having these crazy, lucid COVID dreams. And apparently, Amal Shaw is in every one. Right, Mike? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he just keeps showing up. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm hoping it makes me an oracle this week. I did I did have some football in one of those dreams, so hopefully that kind of gives me a little more power this weekend going into the NFL. But let me tell you, I, like I had this second time I had COVID, the first time, absolutely terrible. Like I thought I thought I was going to go to the hospital, awful. This time, you know, just a little little fatigued, whatnot. But the COVID dreams are a real thing. I I'd heard of it before having it. It's crazy how lucid these dreams are. And I'm not someone who dreams a lot, but it was like I was telling you guys. I just kind of walked through my childhood. It was like these parties when like all my sixth grade friends and seventh grade friends and randomly Macaulay Culkin kept showing up in these dreams as well. So that was the one was like random part of everything. But uh, it's been interesting. Had another one last night, although I feel like I'm over the COVID thing. So we'll, we'll see if this keeps uh, keeps going now because it's, it's brought some interest to my life. And Amal Shaw with the line of the day when he mentioned Macaulay Culkin popped up in every dream. Amal, go ahead. Yeah, I so said you can't leave him home alone. By the way, though, the line of the day definitely belongs to you, Mike. I don't know if you caught it when we were on earlier. I got a jarhead haircut. Went from having long hair and Patrick goes, didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to the reserves this weekend. I, I almost so one of my Halloween costumes, the Top Gun outfit. I was watching the show early. I was going to come on in the Top Gun outfit and salute you, Mal. I got to say though, the Dustin zip up, 
<laughs> the Dustin Zip Up has a little bit of Jonah Hill from Moneyball vibes going on right now. As oh, well. that's yes. a good call. That's I a thought good call. I was. Yeah, that's a good. I was thinking Manning cast, but Jonah Hill Moneyball <laughs> is tremendous. What is uh, what is your daughter going as this year for Halloween? Uh, she's really into bats because she rented or we we uh, we took a book out of the library that was a bat book about a mama and a daughter bat. And so both my wife and my daughter are going with bats this year. And I'm going to run back my giraffe costume from a while back. So ready to go as a bunch of zoo animals this year. Solid, solid. Watch out, Santa Barbara. Here comes the sommage. <laughs> OK, uh, we've got plenty to discuss. It is. Obviously, the Equinox, you know, as a VEASAN employee, uh, we were giving it away 120 bucks over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. But that means you got a lot of sports going on and you've got an array of bets. Before we get to it, let's just kind of set the scene this way. What's been top of mind? Maybe last night we'll start the Bills. You know, that's why pros and seasoned players don't like to lay a big price. Yeah, that back door was open, but a bigger conversation about the bills. Where are you right now on this Buffalo bills team? It's tough. I mean, I don't think people are making enough of the Matt Milano injury. That was huge for their defense. He, he really kind of held them together in the middle white out, obviously hurts them at Oliver out. So really banged up. We'll have to see how healthy they can get as they move forward. I mean, honestly, I've been pretty out on this Bills team for the last year or so. Anyway, this is the worst version of the bills we've seen in three years. And they couldn't get it done against Kansas City two years ago. And Cincinnati went into their house and cleaned their clock in the playoffs last year. I'm not sure why this worst version of the Bills team is just going to be able to all of a sudden get it done this year against a really tough AFC. And it looks like if the Dolphins can just keep beating up on teams that aren't very good, the Bills are going to have a tough time winning the division. They've got to go into Miami and be able to win to be able to even up that division now. It's going to be tough for the Bills to get through one, maybe two rounds of the AFC playoffs this year. So I'm, I'm pretty out on the Bills, although... Could be a team to buy later in the season just from a game by game perspective, because they do like to beat up on bad teams when they're healthy. They just got to get back to that healthy standpoint. Whistle blown in London. 2-1 win. Tottenham. Good job, Amal Shaw. We'll take it as uh, EPL it, continues. It was, tight, I, it was tight down the stretch, man. There was, a, was it? Yeah, we had to survive a ball off of a defender and then a corner kick. Not the way I thought it was going to go when it was 2-0. Samich, that doesn't mean that I didn't love your answer. Trust me. I listened to every freaking... I listened to every syllable. I Trust me. I was all over it. Uh, early uh -huh. returns NBA. Samich is good NBA better. Samich is really good on the ice as well. He's got a couple of hockey plays. Uh, early returns NBA. We were talking Dame. Looks like he's yeah. going to be the go-to guy late. That could be a dangerous Bucks team, man. Look, that is a top-heavy East right now with the, with the Bucks and obviously how talented the Celtics are. I like the Mall's take there. I do think they're going to win quite a few games during the regular season. I'm not as sold to them as a playoff team. Losing Drew Holiday really hurts their defense. Not sure how much Chris Middleton has left, but they're going to be a very difficult team during the regular season to deal with because you have these two stars that can take over games at pretty much any point and do so in very different ways. You've got Giannis who can be able to take it over on the defensive end, just be a power guy. And then you have Dame who can get hot and put up 20 in any quarter he wants. And to me, that's a really tough one-two com com combination during the regular season. Season, but as a long-term team, I'm not buying the Bucks as a playoff or, or championship contender this year. Mike, I completely agree with you. I said to Patrick the other day, I like Boston coming out of the East because of Drew Holiday. I think the fact that he can guard one, two, and three, as good as Dame is, Drew Holiday is going to put some pressure on you. It's going to force Chris Middleton to step up. I think they've got a better nucleus when you look at Boston. Add in Porzingis. Guys, we said the other day on the show, Porzingis is probably the best four in the NBA. He only goes for 30 in the opener. 
Yeah, his health is going to be important for that team. But I love the addition of Holiday and Porzingis. It's whether or not Porzingis can be able to have healthy down the stretch. But this, to me, this specific version of Boston is better than last year's version of Boston. I, I like the idea of getting rid of Smart. And White getting more minutes, I think, is big for that Boston team as well. They really struggled the rotation down toward the end of last year. I think that's going to be more set with who they have in, in town now. Who is – let's play a little trivia. We know Samich is a blues guy. In the NHL, Amal, Dustin, do we know our friend? Do we know who he cares about in the NBA? Um, I'm going to say, and I'm wrong on this, but I don't think he's got a team in the NBA. Okay, Dustin? I think, Mike, we're about the same age, and unfortunately, I'm going to question his character. (laughs) And I think in the 90s, he jumped on the hype train and is a Chicago Bulls fan. Makes sense because he went to high school there. That oh look at you, Shaw! Tremendous, <laughs> yeah. Nice Samich is a weird, but see, here's the thing: you guys both sleep on the fact that Samich is super weird, and he is a contrarian. So, like, okay, final answer: Bulls. It's interesting because all three of you had a little bit right here. Uh, I was a Bulls fan in high school. I was a Bulls fan because Jordan was there and I was there. And so it kind of fit. I am a contrarian because the last team I really pledged allegiance to was the Los Angeles Clippers. When I moved to LA, I would not root for the Lakers. So I went with the Clippers during the the whole dunk fest with Chris Paul and, and all those guys, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. But now I don't really have a team. I'm, my team is the one I'm betting on in the NBA these days. I, first of all, I love I love that answer there, but Patrick is a little bit offended when you called him weird. What the hell does that make me then? Well, you know, <laughs> psychopath. So that's the answer there. <laughs> How about the ego on Samich as well when he said Jordan was there and I was there too? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Jordan's like Jordan's having a conversation right now and he just answered Samich. You know what I mean? Like, Michael, your favorite personality? Michael, where were you in Chicago the same time during the Samich high school years? Exactly. See, that, that's the way that you actually denominate. Not the six championships. Samich was in Chicago. That's what's important. Hold on. I can hear it. So Jordan was just asked your favorite personality on visa and he said either jared smith or samich <laughs> <laughs> i actually had Let's... to turn down the documentary i was busy with, with visa in those days <laughs> <laughs> all right boys uh, a wacky friday uh let's see Knicks hawks it's a pick them and you're going atlanta in atlanta i am yeah look this hawks team i think they're going to be decent this year another sneaky regular season team they shot terribly opening night against the Charlotte Hornets. I think they're going to be able to come back, respond well at home. Uh, Trey Young usually gets up for these Knicks games, and I'm not sold on this Knicks team either, especially with the way that Atlanta's been able to play the Knicks over the last couple years. I was surprised this was a pick I actually got uh, plus, I think it was plus 105 when I bet this is the Hawks. The Knicks were a short favorite earlier today. I still like the Hawks. I think they're the right side on this. I think they get right. I think Deontay Murray and Trey Young shoot a lot better tonight than the opening night, so give me the Hawks here as a pick at home. Uh, i tell you one other thing I'd add. Look at Julius Randle props tonight, guys. He was 5 for 22 and 1 for 5 from the free throw line last game. He cannot possibly play any worse than he did last time. I think a good opportunity to bounce back. And one other point I would make, he's going to get the number of shot attempts you're going to need for a guy to potentially get over any props in terms of point totals you may have on him. Big guy Samich fading your boys tonight. Yeah, look, Trey Young, I can't stand him, and he seems to thrive the more that Knicks fans hate him. So that's why I think it's a smart play by uh, by Samich. Like he's like Thanos. Like they all try to team up on him, but he has all the powers. Like I, 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 
I get it. I get, I get the play. I hate the play because I hate backing Trey Young, but I get it. <laughs> Are you okay, big guy? That was a very melancholy, res- melancholy response. Like. I don't care about the Knicks. Like the Knicks just ran it back <laughs> again. I'm trying so hard to like be invested. I spent the off season, which is like three and a half weeks. I spent the off season convincing myself. Yeah. You know, the core went pretty far last year, so we don't need to change it up too much. The team still stinks. They're going to get knocked out in the second round of the playoffs. It's whatever. <laughs> Did you hear their new did you hear their new song? What is it? No New York, no New York, no. <laughs> That's not bad. Well, That's speaking bad. of hey, music, quickly. Uh, you yeah, you mentioned us forming a boy it. band. My top five yes. boy bands. Five, one direction, four, ninety-eight degrees, three backstreet boys, two NSYNC, and number one, new kids on the block. NKOTB? <laughs> Legendary. Hanging <laughs> <laughs> tough, like us. COVID dreams. We're back with Samich. <laughs> there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Samich calling that a quote unquote questionable choice. That's a line. Yes, it was, Mike. Yes, it was. And hey, nothing questionable about this. Our picks 
are lit. That being Dustin and Amal, I don't even know if I can see, can I see Samich on the VEASAN experts leaderboard? I'm still looking. You can find him. He is one of the sharpest dudes around. Introductory offer right now, 19 bucks, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We send you the picks every single day. Samich's picks, Amal's picks, Dustin's picks. Follow host and guest VEASAN experts leaderboard. Actually, I didn't even look. So would you like to defend yourself, Mike? My assumption is you're near the top. You always are. No, I'm middling right now. I have a lot of 50-50 days. When you go 500 a lot, you don't end up doing very well on those leaderboards. So we got to have a couple breakout days. Nice little 4-0, 5-0 type days to spike ourselves back up there. Uh, big guy, would you like to defend yourself? Yeah, no, I stink right now. That's why we're firing on a million <laughs> games this weekend. We Look, it's been like a 500 week, which is... Fi- I'm at a point where 500 feels really good. Being mediocre and average feels awesome. So hopefully we get over the hump. Mal Shaw's been red hot recently. Yeah, he he's awesome on the leaderboard. Mal. Yeah, until I stepped into a uh, just an absolute cave yesterday with the uh, Syracuse Orange. But hey, uh, Dustin, can I ask you a question? Mm. That's, uh, and, I'm, and I mean this. Um, why did you <laughs> just send me and Mike in the group chat? Why did you just send us a naked picture of yourself with a football covering your junk? Because I, I, that is not I'm not being sarcastic. Why did you just send that to us? Because it was once tweeted out and it was a thing we did. I can't remember why we did it on the old show. And I was like, you know what? This picture just popped up as a as a memory. And I thought you guys would enjoy it. That's the body I'm trying to get back to. I'm, I'm glad I know that's in there. So now I just don't have to look at that text. <laughs> why, why, didn't you, why, why didn't you include them all in the group? Because he's going to add him to it. Well, no, might be an HR violation. Mm, 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 now that he knows. <laughs> that, that is disgusting. Thanks for sending that, bro. Appreciate it. Okay, let's you're get welcome. back to the place. Throw it up on Slack. <laughs> You're, you are, you're an exhibitionist. Seriously, you got, you did got no attention as a child. Uh, run the board or that's coming up here, the NFL board, uh, in just a bit. But let's see. Samich, you got another NBA play. You're going to lay it tonight. Lay the three with the Kings, and they're hosting the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, you watch this Warriors team in their first game of the year. They just didn't look like they figured it out yet how they're going to integrate Chris Paul. Uh, I don't love how Klay Thompson looked early in that game. Uh, you obviously you know, still got Steph, but this is a Kings team that played them very well in the postseason, specifically at home. This is going to be a game where this crowd is going to be absolutely raucous. I would rather lay, lay it here early in the season. I think the Kings are going to be a very good regular season team, have a lot of their team back, don't have any of those issues around continuity and how to kind of figure out the rotation early in the year. I made this game five, so I'll take I'll lay the three here with the Kings. Just one other thing I want to add to that, Patrick. I like the play on Sacramento. These games mean more to teams like the Kings than they do the Warriors. The Warriors are just trying to get through the regular season healthy. I know we're only in game two, but I, I think Mike's on to something here. Friday night at Sleep Train, this is a good spot for Sacramento. Also, the Kings opened up, I believe it was at Utah to open the season, and they dropped 130 on the Jazz. The offense is ridiculous did, in Sacktown right now. Did you guys see the Malik Monk dunk in that game? Oh, no, it was, it was wild. Filthy. Oh, I mean, you know, a lot of times you get too much reaction from the media and stuff. This was an absolute straight up facial. There's a great uh, video sorry. on Twitter. Dustin's face, man. I forgot who I'm working with. Sorry. <laughs> I walked into that one. That one's on me. Patrick, I apologize. That was on me. Look at the big dummy. I'm trying He's so literally. hard to keep my job right now. I'm trying to have no idea. <laughs> just, there's oh, just wanna, too much going. I want too to explode. much going on right now. <laughs> who did I just interrupt? Go ahead. 
Uh, there, there is a phenomenal video on Twitter of all the different angles of that facial as well. So if you want to check that on Twitter, there's a okay, great video. That, okay, that, 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 okay uh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Samich. Appreciate that. Anyway, we we continue. Oh, my gosh. What is happening? All right. NHL. <laughs> I'm getting the giggles. Uh, NHL. The, it does feel like, correct me if I'm wrong. You bet on the wild a lot last year. I feel like is it is Minnesota on the ice? Is that for is that a team that you have a feel for? Because I do feel like you were on or fading the wild a lot last year, and you're on them tonight. Uh, they they were just a cash cow when it came to those first period unders because of how they played at home. They played a very tight defensive style, had a solid goalie, didn't have a great offense, so weren't putting up a ton of goals on the road. That defensive style traveled well, as is the goalie. So they were a team that was the highest profitable first period under. We talked about that a lot last year, these first period unders. Uh, you don't have enough data yet this year to be able to really jump into those, so I haven't been playing as heavily on the first period unders yet, but the Wild, this is more of a play against the Capitals tonight for me than playing on the Wild. Uh, this was interesting. The Capitals opened up uh, as a favorite. Uh, they were minus 125. You can still get the Wild about plus 115 right now in this spot. This Capitals team absolutely stinks this year. I mean, they are not very good at all. This is a team that's just simply playing so that Ovechkin can try and uh, try and get the goal record. They've only scored 13 goals so far in six games. So averaging right around two goals a game. Minnesota actually has been able to put the puck in the net. They've got 27 goals through the six through a seven game stretch. So I think Minnesota able to come out, score, be able to take that defense and travel on the road, be able to hold this, uh, this Capitals team down. I was actually looking at laying the goal and a half in some spots. You can get up to highest plus 240 if you want to lay the goal and a half with the wild. But I, I love the wild and I think it's a great spot for them going in against a bad Capitals team. Yep, Patrick. I you know, think. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, please. I, I love the play. My only concern is, and it's short travel. Uh, Minnesota's on a back-to-back. They played in Philadelphia last night, but a good opportunity here. Mike's right. This Washington team is bad. I know they got the win on Wednesday against the Devils. It'd take that game off the board. This is just not a good hockey team. Worst team in hockey. I'll San, just say it. San, San Jose. Yeah, San Jose, but the Caps, like they're a weird mixture. You just mentioned Ovechkin. What is he, 70 away from the record? They're a weird mixture of youth and like age that just doesn't quite fit. And they're a slow team as well. Speaking of a young team, a little ahead of schedule them all. How about my, the winged wheel, the Red Wings with a hot start five and two to start the year. What's up? Uh, I tell you what, this team deserves a ton of credit. We know VGK has gotten off to a fantastic start. Colorado ran into a hiccup last night in Pittsburgh, but you're absolutely right. The Wings did get bounced by uh, Winnipeg last night, but this team is playing some great hockey, and I think they're going to be dangerous. I think people are looking, uh, kind of looking past them. Uh, Reimer's been playing excellent in net. I like Ville Husso as a second goaltender. Uh, this is a pretty good team. Gostasphere comes over from Philadelphia. You've Of course, you've got Larkin there as well. This is going to be a dangerous team throughout the course of the season. Larkin off to a fast start. Mike Samich puts some respect on the Red Wings name. The best sweaters in the game. It's not even a question with the winged wheel. I, I'm no, I, I, I cannot stand uh, the Red what? Wings. I will always, I will always hate Steve Eiserman for that, that game seven double overtime shot from the blue line that got by John Casey against the blues. I will say this. If you took the wings to be the highest scoring team at the end of October, you probably could have gotten like 60, 70 to one. They're leading the NHL in goals right now with 35. And I do love Huso. He came over from the blues. I thought he should have been the blues starter. He didn't pan out for us. I'm glad at least enjoy him. He's going to be a very good one for you. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. And by the way, you're the only person in the world that's ever said they hated Steve Eiserman, <laughs> like the best guy ever. So again, another reason to cut you from the show today, but we'll keep you on because I'm feeling good. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's go. Fo- let's go college football. Cause of course we got the NFL and running the board coming up next with Mr. Samich and crew. You're going to lay the six and a half with Oregon at Utah. I am. I'm going against the boys here. Uh, look, this is this is a simple situation for me. This is going to be one of the better defenses that Utah has faced all season. I know we talk quite a bit about Oregon facing a good defense here. I think this Oregon defense is absolutely legit. They're they got they ready the ship after the loss against Washington. And I don't love the spot. I know Dustin mentioned it last week. USC, huge emotional win. They get that W. I had this game at eight. And I last week and I didn't change the power rating on either of these teams. And, and now all of a sudden we're sitting here at six and a half to me. I'll, I'll play Oregon here. I think if they get to 24, they cover this number. I don't think they're going to have a trouble getting into the 20s. I, do, I hope you're right, Mike, because I just bet Nick's at 12 to one to win the Heisman. I don't have an official play on this game. I just Dustin and I are kind of like if you're going to play it. I, I'm a little bit opposite of you. I think Oregon wins the game. I just think it's tight. Next up, Dustin, did you have a thought, Oregon? I know you're you're on Utah. Yeah, I love Utah. I mean, they just don't lose at home. And I just Kyle Whittingham is the one coach I think won't stay too high too long coming off a win like that. All right. We'll close it out. I don't here think so- I would I don't think I would have played this game if it was a night game in Utah. The fact that they're playing at twelve thirty, I think, makes a difference for that home field advantage as well. Good one. Good one. Uh UMass, Massachusetts at Army. You're gonna lay the nine and a half with Army. Yeah, Army didn't really try last week. They were taking on LSU. They didn't have their starting quarterback. We're going to get the starting quarterback back for this game. UMass is atrocious. I mean, they might be the worst team in college football. They're one in seven right now. They've gotten blown out in six straight. This is an Army team that's going to be able to pick their score on the offensive side and just get enough stops to be able to cover the nine and a half at home, getting their quarterback back. I don't think UMass has a prayer stopping this triple option, so I'm happy to lay the nine and a half here. Last year, don't forget, Army won this game by 37 points. That covers. You know what? I liked Cujo growing up. I, I'll give you that. Curtis Joseph, your goalie there yeah. with the Blues, right? That was, and then didn't he, he ended up with the Red Wings. Yep. Cujo. Yeah, we gave you everybody. Brendan Shanahan, Curtis Joseph, Brett Hall even was on that team for no, a while. No, no, you they, got they, all of they, our leftovers, they, man. You, you gave us nothing. By the way, the okay. best but unis are the We got them. We won championships. We won championships. That's what we did. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zin. Oh, hell yeah. All right, let's take a break. I got to tell you about Zen Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating who's number one on this show, but you know what? Zen Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The handle, 7 to 10 weekends, Saturday and Sunday, Samich flying in tomorrow morning for the show. Make sure you check it out with he and Mr. Brown as we welcome you back. This is Sharp Money. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Samich on a Friday. We're going to run the board as is customary. The NFL board in just a bit. Get a lean on every game. Doesn't have to be an official play. Just quickly wanted to ask you, what was your price for the World Series? We're Gosh, boys, what is it? Two and a half hours away from first pitch, game one. The Snakes in Arlington to take on the Rangers. It's $1.70 with the Rangers favored. That's too heavy, correct, Mike? 
Yeah, it feels a little steep. I would say it should be around minus 150, plus 130 coming back, somewhere in that range. I have not bet the Diamondbacks. Uh, Just sitting here rooting for Dustin, man. I'm happy that a week ago he asked me how to hedge out of those tickets, and a week later he's sitting here with the two biggest payoffs. So good, good for the big guy. Oh, I remember we had dinner, Mike, and you were like, so your liability is if, if all the favorites advance. And I was like, yeah, you're like, that's a problem, man. And somehow it all worked out. It's kind of my life. Good for the, good for the big guy. Congratulations. Of course, he's got uh, big tickets, future tickets on both the Rangers and D-backs. So it's going to be a fun series either way for one D Sweetelson. Okay, boys, it's that time of the week. Let's get to it. We go rotation number and we run the NFL board again. If it's an official play, go ahead and state it. If not, we'll just give leans. It can be side total prop. Doesn't matter. Team total. And we'll start 251 on your board. New Orleans at Indianapolis. Samich first, then Amal, then the big guy. Then I'll finish it out. We've got New Orleans at Indianapolis. New Orleans lane one on the road, Mike. 43 and a half on the total. Yeah, I would lean toward New Orleans here. I uh, haven't bet it myself. I, I believe that that Cleveland and San Francisco game a couple weeks back was a really brutal game, took a lot out of both those defenses. I think that's why you saw Indianapolis have so much success against the Cleveland defense. I think they're going to have struggle against New Orleans' defense. However, I don't really trust Derek Carr and the Saints here to be able to consistently move the football. So lean New Orleans, but haven't played it yet. I agree with Mike in terms of a lean here on the Saints. Patrick, the one concern I have is can Derek Carr and this offense get things going consistently? Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, inconsistent from an offensive standpoint. And Mike's right. This Colts team could struggle against this new uh, Indianapolis defense. Even though the Saints gave up, I think, 24 points against Jacksonville. I'm sorry, it might have been 31. Um, it was a pick six involved in there. It was just a big play we saw by Christian Kirk. I like the Saints defensively to bounce back here. Yeah, for me, I kind of like a prop in this. One way to get this offense back on track for New Orleans is involving Alvin Kamara more. I'd go over on either his rush attempts or his rushing yards. Went over the rush yard total set at 53 and a half in three or four games this season. Indy allows 25 carries per game to running backs, 93 yards per game to running backs. I think I'll go over rush attempts, but both are pretty good plays to me. You all said it as far as the defense here of the Saints, so I'm going to continue that theme. The Saints have gone under in 12 of the last 13. Remember, the streak was snapped last week. That was one of the longest streaks, I think close to 35 years. I'm going to go under the 43-and-a-half Saints-Colts. Next up, rotation, 2-5-3, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. The Jags, Mike Samich, are laying two on the road and 41 on the total. Man, I'll lay it with the Jags here. It's the official play for me. I, I think it's going to be three by the time they kick off. I just look when you look at this Pittsburgh team, they probably should be one in five. They have two of the biggest horseshoe wins of the year. The last two weeks, they should not have been able to beat the Rams. That was a complete false, false final as well. So for me, I'm going to go ahead and lay it with the Jags. I have them eighth or ninth in the NFL right now. I've got this the Steelers team as a bottom 10 team and the Deontay Johnson injury report is concerning for me as well. He needs to go for this Pittsburgh team to be able to be decent on the offensive side. And even with him last week, they didn't move the ball efficiently except for two drives in the second half. I think this is a Jacksonville play for me. So if you can get under a field goal, I'll lay it with Jacksonville. 
You know, I'm not high on either of these football teams. I don't have Pittsburgh rated, rated as lowly as Mike does, but I think Jacksonville's inconsistent. I know they had the good win against the Saints. They beat Buffalo across the pond. But overall, I'm not a believer in Doug Peterson and this team. Good opportunity here. I'm assuming the knee with Trevor Lawrence is just fine. It's on the injury report as questionable, but won't make that much of a difference. Uh, offensive line banged up a little bit with Brandon Sheriff and Walker uh, Little on the O-line. Just something to pay attention to going up against a team who's got T.J. Watt on the other side. Uh, this Pittsburgh team is playing three-card Monty. I don't know. I think they're cheating. I don't know how they're getting it done. It's all some weird disappearing act in the end where somehow they find a way to win. I know you're not supposed to go against Mike Tomlin, especially as a home underdog, let alone as a dog outright. But I think Jacksonville is built different. I think they're in that next group of teams taking the next step looking right outside those title contenders in the AFC. I would lay the points, lay two and a half on the road with Jacksonville. They got their dumb loss out of the way with Houston. I don't see it happening again. Well, you know what, big guy? Etienne is going to eat because this Steelers rush D is 28. They're giving up 142.3 on the ground. And the Jags, 3-0 ATS on the road this year. I freaking love the Jags this week. Lay the two. I'm with you, boys. Next up, 255 Houston is at Carolina. You got three and a half with Houston laying it, 43 and a half on the total. Mike Samich. Yeah, three and a half is too much. I mean, I was sitting here thinking I was going to be a Carolina player if we got under a field, or I'm sorry, Houston player if we got under a field goal, but give me the three and a half here with Carolina. 0-6 team off the bye. They've heard how bad they are for 14 days. I think you're going to see a different Carolina offense specifically. Got a new play caller. I thought that they looked a little bit better with those play calls, even though they lost last game. They'll have two weeks to kind of initiate that offense, and Houston's not going to know what to expect with that offense and the new play calling system as well. So I'll take the three and a half here with Carolina. And a little bonus bet. I sprinkled on Bryce Young at 60 to one to win offensive rookie of the year today. I think he's uh, that's a way too big of a price for a quarterback who's one or two games away from being the second or third choice. I like your call on Bryce Young at 60 to one. I think that's very viable at this point in time, particularly with this Carolina team getting off to a slow start. But guys, the one concern I have when I look at Carolina's six games so far, they get a backdoor score and a two point conversion against New Orleans to make that final, I believe, 20 to 17. They were down 20 to nine at that point in that game. They have been thoroughly dominated by every opponent they've played. I just think that we all may have overvalued or overappreciated this team coming into the regular season. I don't think they're that good. I think Houston is getting credited with being better than they are at this point in time. Three and a hook, Patrick's a tough number, but if it's at three, I would lay it with the Texans coming off of a bye. I think they've got probably the best positive momentum for a bottom third team in the National Football League right now. Uh, both teams actually off of a buy in this one. Uh, that's why I'm going to take the home dog catching three and a hook. Everyone, real quick, close your eyes. In through your nose, out through your mouth. <sighs> Breathe. That is what the Carolina Panthers got to do finally. They took Oof. a breath during the break. They're going to fix things. Thomas Brown is your new play caller. Remember who he learned under. Sean freaking McVay. Frank Reich, by the way, 5-0 and ATS off a of buy as a head coach. We're going to take the dog. <laughs> Big guy got it back to the drawing board. It's called Wim Hof. <laughs> the Panthers. <laughs> the Panthers. Big guy. Oh, five and one ATS. They don't have a win. They don't have a win against the spread this year. That's going to change. You know why? Because this is the dog pound and I gave it out at plus 155. It's already a winner, boys. Panthers. <laughs> Forget the point. First off, just being honest for a second, three and a half is ridiculous for the Texans to be laying on the road in the year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> so you have to take the three and a half, but take the 155. 
with the Panthers. All right, next one. I think we can fit it in, or at least half of it. Next up, 257, 257, Philly at Washington. Eagles. (laughs) You're an idiot. Eagles are laying seven, and the total sandwich is 43. Uh, give me the over here. I think 43 is a little light. Last time we saw these two teams play, they went into the 60s. Uh, Washington had quite a bit of uh, success against an Eagles defense, specifically their secondary. I think Washington moves the football again. I think Philadelphia keeps it rolling on the offensive side. I think 43 and a half is a little too low for a game featuring no weather. So I'll take the over 43 and a half here. I didn't play this game, Patrick, but I would take the commanders in the seven here. I know it's hard to back a team like this, but remember when these two teams played, as Mike alluded to uh, at the link, a 34-31 game, Eagles were an eight and a half point favorite. Now on the road, they're a seven point favorite against a division opponent. I just don't see it. think the number's a little bit too big here. I think Washington will be competitive in this game. I don't think they win the game, but man, getting a touchdown at home. I like Washington here. Much like the only girls who would date me in high school, we will go the alt route here with an alternative number. A.J. Brown's on a heater. 140 yards per game is last five. You can go 100-plus receiving yards at plus 130. Washington allows the second most yards to receivers. They've allowed 100 yards to a receiver in all but two games. Arizona and the Giants, they don't have guys who can go for 100 yards or pass for pass to a receiver for 100 yards. We're going to go alt number A.J. Brown over 100 yards receiving stay at that drawing board the (laughs) eagles get shook when they see the commanders big guy i don't know what it is remember primetime monday night football last year in philly commanders walk in there win should have won a few weeks ago at philly now they're home and they're catching seven with my boy sam howell by the way i could be completely wrong on him he might be the worst outside of jordan love give me the seven samage give me the seven and the commanders Shout out to the big guy. He's not going to join us next segment because he'll be at his drawing board. (laughs) There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. That $5 win 200 with the promo code SHARP, S H A R P, over at DraftKings. Download the app, new customers. Plus, every customer on No Sweat, same game parlay every day. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Okay, let's keep going. We've got a big board to run this week, boys. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. VEASAN host Mike Somich joins us on Friday as we run the NFL board. Next up, 259, the Rams are at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are laying six, six and a half. I'll call it six at DraftKings, 45 and a half, Mike Somich. Oh, this is a tough game. I, I'm right on this number on both sides. If I liked, if I played anything, I would play Dallas. But to me, this is a game where I'm just going to end up watching. I, I'm slightly into Dallas, slightly into the over. But I, I think this little game is lined pretty well. Tend to agree with Mike here. This is going to probably be a prominent teaser play with Dallas here. Again, we were talking about it earlier, Patrick. If you can get over two touchdowns, you take the dog if it gets over that number. I think the Rams are in trouble in this game, guys. I thought it was a bad loss last weekend at home. I think we're going to find out that the Rams and getting off to, you know, that first win at Seattle, I think people thought maybe they were better than they really are. It truly is the rebuild we were projecting all offseason. The only issue I have with this game is, doesn't it feel like this is normally in the afternoon slate, not in the early slate? Like, it feels like this is normally what we get in, the, in that late window. This is a no-brainer. Lay it with the boys. You know why? Freaking McVay's wife just had a baby the oh, yeah. other day. You think he's focused on the game? Literally means nothing to him right now. Lay it. Sorry, that's a human angle. Look it up, kids. Six and a half. Lay it with the Cowboys. Jim Harbaugh doesn't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know if he cares if he had a kid. He cares about the football game. (laughs) 261. The Patriots. Hot. At the Dolphins. Nine and a half. The Dolphins are laying at 47, Samich. Give me the under here. I mean, we've heard about the Tyreek injuries. Uh, he may not go. It looks like he is going to play. This Miami offensive interior line really banged up as well. Uh, New England can't really move the football. Had success against Buffalo, but Buffalo had been atrocious the last three weeks on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we saw these two teams play to a 24-17 game earlier in the season. You're going to see Belichick go out there. If Tyreek Hill's not out there, he takes away Waddle. If Phil is out there, he's going to be able to take him away. To me, this game is uh, lined way too high at the 47 number, so I'll play the under here. You know, when I look at this matchup, I think this is a great opportunity for Miami to bounce back, but I would still go with the Patriots here uh, with the plus nine. I know New England was competitive, and obviously they get the win against Buffalo, but to me, I don't think they're as bad as their record or their performance is necessarily indicated. And the one thing I've been saying about this Dolphins team, they're beating up on bad teams. Yes, New England falls into that category, guys, but I think they kind of come back to reality here a little bit. Patriots plus nine here for me. I love backing a high-powered offense off a gross, ugly loss against a bad team. The Dolphins will be dialed in early. Pats were down at the half to Miami in week two in Foxborough by 14. The Dolphins lead the league in first half points, 19.1, while the Pats are just 29th at 6.6. You factor in the home. Dolphins at home, 24.3 in the first half, while New England on the road, 5.3 points on the road in the first half. We're going to lay five and a half with Miami in the first half and sleep easily. 
You're going to give me the points. I will take them. Thank you, big guy. Nine and a half with, of course, the Patriots. They excel at stopping the run. Miami, best rush team in football. I'll take the points. Thanks, big guy. Appreciate you. As always, 263. The Jets are at the Giants, which doesn't make any sense because they literally rent from them. <laughs> However, the Jets are laying 335 and a half, Samich. Uh, at three, I'd lean toward the Giants. At two and a half, I'd lean toward the Jets. Haven't gotten involved in this game. Probably won't bet it. I love the Jets in this spot. I just don't see it. The Jets' defense should dominate this game. I think they're going to really struggle from an offensive standpoint. Zach Wilson obviously has been bad, but he's improved since what we saw in the first couple of weeks of the season. I like the Jets here on a short number and no travel. Let's look at both running backs for a couple props here. I like Brees Hall anytime touchdown plus a dollar five. Uh, the only team's RB one that didn't reach the end zone against the Giants was Buffalo, and that's because they used Josh Allen in the red zone as a running back. Uh, I like his over rush total twos. The Giants allow the second most rush yards to running backs per game. Hall's fresh off the bye when they get to the red zone. Heavy dose of him. And on the other side, if the Giants have any shot of competing, Saquon Barkley needs to be involved in the passing game. I'd go over three and a half receptions on him as the Jets allow the most receptions to our, our running backs in the league gross jets giants under 35 and a half i got nothing else 265 atlanta at tennessee will levis of course atlanta's laying two and a half on the road 35 on the total samich Man, I want to lay it with Desmond Ritter and the Falcons here. I just can't get myself to do it with Desmond Ritter on the road. This is a, a Titans team that looks like they're ready to just tank out. We'll see if Derrick Henry even plays in this game. Sounds like he's going to be traded before Tuesday's deadline. Uh, this is Falcons or pass for me. I haven't played this game. Yeah, I'm with Mike on this one. It's either you take the Falcons or you pass on this one. The other thing I would potentially look at, pretty solid Falcons defense. If you can get a good Tennessee team total at 17 or 17 and a half and below, if it's 16 and a half, I wouldn't play it. But I think this uh, Tennessee team struggles to score. Spin zone. Falcons are the 10th best run defense in the NFL. Uh, fourth in pressure percentage. Third in quarterback knockdown percentage. They're the number one rush defense in both EPA and rush and success rate. They're going to limit the only thing Tennessee can do with Will Levis at quarterback, which is run the football. The Falcons should have won by a lot more other because of Desmond Ritter's couple fumbles there in the red zone. Drake London fumbling at the goal line out of bounds. I laid it earlier in the week with the Falcons, two and a half. I love him. I still hate Desmond Ritter. I still think he stinks, but he is absolutely the best quarterback in this game. I'm laying points on the road with old Butterfingers Ritter and the Falcons against a team in the Titans. They are down bad. The vibes are horrendous. Lay it with the Falcons. Good vibes there. Let's go. 267 Minnesota's at, oh, Green Bay. Hey, what's up, Jordan Love? Uh, Minnesota's laying a point and a half on the road. Samich, 42 total. I give up on the Packers. I laid one here with Minnesota earlier this week. My Jordan Love love is officially over. Also played the Vikings at nine to one to win the division. So took a little bit of a sprinkle there. Uh, see if we can get someone to be able to catch this Detroit team. Uh, I think the Vikings have success against this defense this week. Still banged up offense on the on the Green Bay side. So give me the Vikings here minus one. Minnesota or no play. Kirk Cousins, MVP. I'm a little nervous, though, about this one because coming off the high, shorter week with the win over San Francisco, who knows what we get out of Minnesota. This is kind of a big test for them, though, especially if they're going to contend in that division. I'm going to lay it with Minnesota and hope they keep this train rolling. Minnesota lay at 269. Cleveland at Seattle. Seattle's laying three and a half and the total 37 and a half, Mike. 
Write an article for vcin.com every week. Uh, comes out on Tuesday generally. I, this was my underplay here. 40 and a half was the number I gave out on Tuesday. Now we're sitting at 38. I still like the under here. I think you're going to get a lot better off effort out of this Cleveland defense. We've seen Seattle struggle in the red zone. I think that continues. And by the way, Seattle really good on the defensive side of the ball. Watch out for them. Still uh, like, like, like a little taste of them at 35 to 1 to win the Super Bowl right now. Give me, C, uh, give me the under 38 here. I love the Browns here. Plus three and a half now up to four in some spots. I think the Browns defense bounces back in a big way like Cleveland catching points on the road laid three with Seahaw with the Seahawks earlier in the week holding opponents to 3.5 yards per pop Cleveland's uh 32nd in pass offense DVOA and EPA they can't throw the ball PJ Walker Seattle's defense is going to be too much for them give me three and a half with Cleveland 271 Kansas City at Denver Kansas City's lane seven and 47 on the total Mike uh, lean toward the under, but this is a teaser leg for me. Tease KC down to one here. Yeah, I, t- I take Kansas City with Dallas and a teaser play here. I'd look at Isaiah Pacheco over 16 and a half rush attempts. Teams average 25 rush attempts and 105 yards per game against Denver. I, I got nothing. Uh, I'll take the seven. I, seriously, that game, I got no vibe. Uh, let's go next. 273. Oh, Cincinnati. Who day? At San Francisco. Four San Francisco's lane at 43 and a half, Mike. I laid the three and a half yesterday with San Francisco after we got the news. It looks like Sam Darnold. I don't think that's big of a, that big of a downgrade. They went out and got him on the first day of free agency. I think San Francisco team bounces back. I'll take them to this, this weekend. That's the exact reason I like the Bengals. I think we'll see a turnover or two from Hendrickson and Hubbard on Sam Darnold. Joe Burrow, 16 and eight ATS in his career as an underdog, taking the points in the Bengals. I'll never pick against the Bengals. It's called principle. It's also called loyalty. Look it up, kids. Next, Baltimore at Arizona. That's 275. Baltimore's lane nine and a half on the road. 45 total, Mike. Numbers too big for me. Dogger pass here. We're out of teaser range, so nothing here for me. Yeah, dogger pass as well here. No play. Zay Flowers over 55 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over that total in five of seven games. The offense is finally in sync with the passing game. Arizona's allowed the most yards to wide receivers in the NFL, 193 yards per game. Third and per game behind Chargers and Steelers. Nine and a half is the dumbest. No, that's an insane number. You have to take it with the Cardinals. Uh, 277 Chicago Chargers. Uh, Chargers lane eight and a half, 46 and a half. Mike. Tease the Chargers if you want. Nothing else here. I think the Chargers blow out. The Bears didn't play it yet, but they roll in this one. I'd look at some Justin Herbert props in this one. People are throwing all over Chicago. I got nothing. 279 Monday. Vegas at Detroit. Detroit's lane eight. Total 46. Mike. Lay it with Detroit here. Get right spot. And I'll use them as a second leg of the teaser with Kansas City. I like it if you're teasing this game down here. I don't want to touch this one. I'll have some golf props for you on Monday when they're posted. Probably attempts or completions over. Detroit Lions over 27 and a half team total just cuz Mike Samich travels safely the handle Saturday and Sunday I'm all Shaw have a great weekend big guy have a great weekend as well anybody say is, is anybody gonna say anything nice to me have a great weekend Patrick thank you appreciate that <laughs> not sure thank I you, want you to you. <laughs> thank you <laughs> MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.